Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kauli. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kauli, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kauli. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Kenny Wolf from uh, Wolf Investments. Welcome to the show, Kenny. I appreciate you taking time today. Yes, Sakar. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. For those of you who don't know, Kenny is a veteran who, uh, of the industry. He has done multifamily, uh, you know, new development. Uh, they have hard money lending business as well within their company. So there's a very well-versed uh, uh, company. Uh, he obviously does triple net, uh, triple net leases as well. So I appreciate you taking time, uh, uh, Kenny. So give us some background as to, you know, how you got started and, you know, where you're at with your company. Yeah, sure. So kind of background is uh, graduated from Baylor University here in Texas and then uh, went north to Dallas, found an entry level accounting job uh, in the oil and gas field, actually. Um, and then from there, kind of grew quickly in that company. Um, and then uh, because of its oil and gas, there's always it's either feast or famine. Um, <laughs> wife and I decided, hey, we got to do something else. And so we jumped into uh, multifamily investing. So mm -hmm. we did two passive investments first, sure. um, a good mm -hmm. play and a value play. Kind of to see what which business model uh, or see both business models mm -hmm. then our third deal uh, was uh, 76 units that we syndicated um, raised 825k mm -hmm. um, still on we actually still own that asset today we, we've sold others but that one we still have, have held on to mm -hmm. um, just because it's, it's a sweet little deal sure. um, mm -hmm. at 76 units and I think so far we've pulled out 400% of investors money uh, <laughs> and, and yeah. still own it it's a tax-free deal right so that's why people keep wanting to Sure. Um, so, awesome. Awesome. Uh, so, so we, we've done that and then uh, kind of fast forward, um, you know, we jumped into other markets as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so our first out of state purchase was, or any even out of DFW purchase was in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Mm -hmm. um, then we went to Oklahoma and then Ohio, then Louisiana. So we've been in five different states. Um, we're over 4,200 units that we've had, we've done right now where we currently have 2,800 units. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've got some others under contract too. So I, I imagine by the end of the year, we'll be over 3,000 again. Wow. Uh, incredible. Uh, incredible. In four states. So we're in yeah, Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Ohio now. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, Kenny, help us get started in terms of, uh, you know, you had a, a corporate career uh, in oil industry and stuff. And, um, you know, you kind of came into real estate, right? So what was it like uh, about real estate that you uh, that attracted to you and you kind of came into the commercial multifamily side of things? Um, you know, I've always wanted to be my own boss, even in mm -hmm. college, I knew that. So, mm -hmm. um, but you got to get started somewhere. So I started sure. I was a small company on purpose to learn a lot from. Sure. Um, and I did. And it, and it was oil and gas. It was a different, uh, different field, but I did learn a lot about deal structure, entity creation, mm -hmm. what kinds, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Cause they're at a smaller company you wear a lot of different hats. Mm -hmm. uh, sure. Mm -hmm. to, to me, that was a great learning experience. Um, and then Really, it was a matter of, okay, if I finally had the capital, um, I was CFO and, and junior partner in, in, that, in a spinoff company at 28 years old. 
uh, doing oil and gas. And so we were making pretty good money in 08 and 09 mm-hmm. uh, when no one else was. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, and then really it was, you know, we can't do oil and gas anymore. We got to figure something else out. So real estate was a draw, but it's, it's been a draw for a long time. My, my library is full of real estate books. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, I did a lot of reading and finally also too, my wife said, look, you've got enough books. You got to go do something. You know? <laughs> stop, stop reading, go do something. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> now, uh, obviously you have a big presence in uh, Texas, El Paso, uh, you know, several of the deals that you have. Uh, what do you look for in a market or perhaps a sub-market? Like wh- what are some of the, uh, you know, not really the metrics commonly talked about, but perhaps you are walking the grounds and you're seeing the deals and things like that. What excites you about some assets when you're acquiring? Um, so kind of on a, at a, on a higher level, you know, on the states with that we're all I'll kind of drilled down. So on the, on the states we're looking for, we're looking for landlord friendly states. That's mm-hmm. an easy answer, right? Sure. And then, uh, the cities in those states, um, you know, um, are going to be, um, we want economically diverse cities, mm-hmm. you know, um, I always pick on Midland Odessa, but I would not buy in Midland Odessa because really, if you buy real estate, you're really in the oil business, Sure. you know, mm-hmm. or like in Killeen, you're really in the military business. So if sure. there's a deployment, you know. Uh, you've got a lot of folks moving out of your property in Colleen. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get a nasty note from those cities one day, I promise, because I, I say <laughs> that all the time. But, uh, but it's, a, it's, it's, it's true, though. I mean, if you're a real estate investor in there, you're going to have much wilder springs. So sure, sure. Um, diverse economy. Um, we want, um, you know, we look at the median income as mm-hmm. a city as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, historically low unemployment. What are mm-hmm. the jobs? What kind of jobs are they? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of on the city level. And then the sub-market, we get really um, kind of granular. There's an awesome website called city-data.com. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's a map on there, which is a lot of it's too much information on city-data. But uh, the best piece is there's a map on there where it breaks it down um, pretty, maybe within two, three blocks of your of that asset. And it shows you what the demographics were. So really kind of what, what I'm looking for is the median income. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we have a, if we have a property that um, we can buy for say 50 a door, um, and the median income there is 45 a door, mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty excited, you know, cause a lot of those, a lot of our deals where we've done, um, there, there's been a one-to-one ratio of a mm-hmm. portable price to the median income. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been really great deals. We, we've, we've done uh, phenomenally well on those. Um, some of our A class, we kind of bend that rule rule and we've still done very well, but on the B and C, whenever we've done that one-to-one ratio, it's mm-hmm. just a home run. Sure, uh, but the markets are such hard now, uh, Kenny. Do you do you typically come across that one-to-one ratio still, uh, or do you perhaps flex your muscle and go into different, uh, perhaps the cities, submarkets, and things like that to uh, kind of see if that ratio you can achieve? Right. So I mean, really, it's it's um, kind of you know, so like we're buying a lot in Cleveland, Ohio, right now. Um, sure. mm-hmm. so because we can find those great cash flow deals. And, um, you know, I love El Paso. El Paso is not really on the radar for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just way the heck out there in Texas. And it's sure. actually closer to LA to, than it is to Dallas. Um, <laughs> it's that far away. Uh, it's right. an hour and a half. Uh, but, I mean, there's markets like that that, that have really strong uh, demographics and, and uh, metrics and, you know, they make a lot of money in, in El Paso. I think the average median income is 54K a year, um, sure. which is really mm-hmm. great. Uh, out there they have pretty cheap housing too so that that's that's really that, that's kind of what we're looking for those cities that aren't discovered yet or that are mm-hmm. up and coming sure um, and, and what about you know perhaps like an average rent to perhaps the unit uh, you know per door price and things like that is there any correlation you look for in there 
Yeah, there is. So, well, it's more of, of um, you know, if, if there's a property, we just looked at a property uh, today in San Antonio and they want 100K a door. And it's a, I'd say it's a B, maybe minus. Mm -hmm. um, the average rent is is 1,050. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, absolutely not. I mean, if, if, if it's a 1% ratio, you better have a huge value add component sure. uh, to that property. But it looks pretty much fixed up. So mm -hmm. to me, I don't get excited about that 1% ratio. On my right. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be a lot of value add gain there um, to, um, you know, because we're in a very low margin business. People don't talk about that enough, I don't think. But Right, uh, right, right, right. No, it's yeah, all about, you know, you know, adding to the bottom line, whether you're, you know, doing improvements or doing some efficiency play, uh, you know, through property management and things like that. So it is, it is definitely a game of pennies and how you can add yeah. it to the bottom line. I, I totally agree with you. And that's what I was going with is, is that sometimes if the rents are smaller and you're still uh, smaller, meaning, you know, modest within that, let's say 700 to 800 range, and you're still in a very competitive, uh, you know, uh, purchasing or bidding environment, then, you know, it's, it's almost like you have to quickly give up some of those markets and not go after some of those deals. W would you agree to that? Kine? Yes. I mean, so, so yes and no. So, so yes, on the existing multifamily, but that, and that's really kind of why we got into development in Dallas for worth, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because we're building an, an asset right now. It's 88 units, you know, ground up. In the, it's in the growth path of DFW, so it's 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 not quite in DFW yet, but it's about to be in five years. So. Sure. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, but we're going to be all in on that for about a 105 to 110 a unit. Um, I see. We just sold a C class um, here in Dallas Fort Worth for for 92 a door in January. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. You know, so to me, it's like I'd rather have a little bit higher basis and a brand new property in the growth path of Dallas Fort Worth um, um, compared to you know buying a C class at 90 grand a door and, and you know. How the heck are you going to make money on that? And and I think that you know they had a good business plan. They obviously raised money for it, so they must you know have have a plan on how to make money. Um, but you know me being in the game since 2012, uh, 2010, really kind of my first passive. I've seen you know we bought that deal at 34k a door, so it's really mm -hmm. hard for me to say, oh my gosh, like you know 90 a door. How the heck do you do the math? Right, uh, right, right. Part? So. Right. So now speaking of, uh, you know, adding value to your properties and raising the NOI and things like that. So when you're analyzing the deals um, there, Kenny, what some of the things you look for? Are you looking for perhaps maybe adding 20 to 30 percent uh, of rent bumps uh, uh, through some, you know, whether it's value add or perhaps uh, efficiencies uh, through property management and things like that? What sort of rent bumps uh, you are looking for? Um, I mean, so since we're in so many different markets, we have to be really cautious. We can't take a, the Dallas, you know, uh, sure. upgrade package and, and, and rent bumps to Oklahoma City. It right. does not translate, you know. So, sure, sure. Uh, they, just can't, they just can't afford it. And so, you know, there in Oklahoma City, our, our, our upgrade is, is faux wood. And that's mm -hmm. it. And we're mm -hmm. getting about 45 bucks of maybe 50 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, which is fine because we're only doing for what, I mean, the, the math makes sense still, um, you know, Dallas Fort Worth, we're doing uh, a little bit, you know, higher end finish out than that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, interiors, but we're getting 150, you know, increases a month in rent. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can justify your, you know, expenditure. So it just depends on the market where you're at and, and how you can drive the revenue side, you know, um, and then sure. on the bottom line, you know, and, and, you know, you guys know this, but your biggest, um, biggest three expenses are going to be property taxes. It's kind of hard to bring those down sometimes, sure. Like mm -hmm. a, especially if you're on, a, on an acquisition, mm -hmm. um, and then um, you know it's payroll and insurance. So 
Um, we kind of focus on those top three things. If we can, you know, that's your biggest kind of move, new need, the needle to move. Um, and then, you know, if they're not billing back utilities, that's a huge, that's a huge thing as well. Um, sure. As well. So you have to look at all, all that's what's great about multifamily. There's so many levers to pull sure, um, sure. on driving the NOI. Right, right. And as far as management goes, uh, Kenny, are you doing third party property management or you're managing this in house? Yeah, so we started out through party property management, like a lot of uh, syndicators have to do. Um, mm -hmm. And then two and a half years ago, I got frustrated with that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I bought into one. Uh, okay. so I, mm -hmm. I own uh, part of Allied Property Management. Um, mm -hmm. They do our Texas and Oklahoma properties. Um, mm -hmm. And we're actually about to acquire another property management company in Ohio, mm -hmm. um, so bring them in house as well. So the goal is by the end of the year to have all of our assets uh, under our management companies. I see. Now, at what point uh, or like, you know, at how many units you were, Kenny, that you decided that, hey, we want to, you know, take our property management in-house. It makes, uh, you know, a lot more sense. What does that sort of thought process or, uh, you know, financial metrics uh, kind of go into all that evaluation? Um, so I was, I mean, I, I've got colleagues, they were, um, they, they actually um, are building their own management company in-house. Mm -hmm. um, um, I'm friends with them, so I can say this. I think I was smarter. Uh, I actually bought, bought into one that was existing. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to work with them on, in the past on a turnaround project mm -hmm. um, that we got from another deal sponsor. Um, we, we assumed that asset manager role from him. But anyways, we used them to turn around. I was really impressed. Um, it was a smaller company at the time, but if, if, when we merged together, um, we were about 3,400 units. Um, I over, And so it was a win-win really for him uh, on his side, he could really kind of increase um, his employees and, and bring in the right employees uh, sure. on that mm -hmm. ship. And then uh, for me, I, 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 I was able to kind of put my thumbprint on and, uh, and build a better mousetrap. Mm -hmm. you know? And we, we are, we're still doing that, but um, it was a way for me to get a better product uh, out, of the, out of the deal. And then on top of that, now we're seeing even bigger, uh, bigger gains because when we bring this other management company in, we'll have about $750 million of property under management. It's ours mm -hmm. and party to combine. So we could actually have a huge discount on insurance sure. uh, because we can go package that up and, and go directly to uh, these insurers and, you know, not have to go through a broker. And then because of the size and the, how we're not all in just one state or one city, it's really going to bring down our insurance cost across the, the whole portfolio. Sure, sure. So there is, this is, as we call it, economies of scale. And this is right. real numbers adding to your bottom line for sure. <laughs> exactly. It's huge, right? So we can do a lot of those kind of things uh, by, by doing the management company play. Sure, sure. Now, uh, Kenny, you are obviously, uh, you know, in many states, you have a lot more staff and things like that. What, what are some of your challenges right now in terms of, you know, what things you are looking forward to, what you're looking to improve uh, in your operations and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I mean, it was, um, you know, as a syndicator, you're starting out with just you and you wear all the hats. Sure. Uh, you know, your, your marketing, your investor relations, your all that. So I'm fortunate enough to have built it out enough now where we've got a great staff here, um, here at our office in Plano. But, um, you know, the, I was just talking about this on, a, on another podcast of the, um, you know, kind of the next step, I think uh, we just added an acquisitions guy mm -hmm. uh, to our, to our team um, because we were getting a lot of deal flow. Um, just, I couldn't, it was only one of me. Um, mm -hmm. And so he was actually an intern for us two summers and turned employee. Uh, so he's been great to add to the team. So um, kind of rounded out the, the full, the, the team right now, but kind of on the horizon, um, I see us doing a lot more development plays um, mm -hmm. here in Dallas, Fort Worth and some other markets. And 
um, you know, if we get another one or two of those, we want to get someone in house that's um, got, you know, experience with that and, uh, and can uh, be another person to oversee, uh, oversee that where I, I can keep doing what, what, what I need to do. So. Sure, sure. And speaking of development plays, uh, Kenny, what, what plays into that decision in terms of, you know, what, what financial metrics you're looking for or perhaps uh, any r- risk around uh, development? How, how do you kind of, uh, kind of block and tackle all those issues? Um, so first, we would, I mean, there's certain markets I would never build in. Or mm-hmm. I shouldn't say never. Never is too strong of a word. I would, huh. I, today, I would not build in. So like Oklahoma City, no way. You're not mm-hmm. going to get the rents for what it costs you to build because it, it, it's about the same to build the property in Oklahoma City that it is in Dallas. The mm-hmm. difference is going to be your land cost, obviously. Sure, but sure. Still, I mean, that the materials and labor are, are going to be about the same, and you're not going to get the rents, you know, there in Oklahoma to support City. that, right? Mm-hmm. Support it. So you've got to be in uh, markets that are a little hotter, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because you know we're kind of at least right now for a lot of the a lot of the properties here in town priced out of the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. You know, cities like you know um, Columbus, Ohio. I would I would build in for sure. It's a hot market as well. Mm-hmm. Um, FW, we're already doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of the two markets we've kind of looked at to kind of uh, do some ground up development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and for a new development, then Kenny, uh, what sort of price per unit uh, and you know sort of the resultant uh, you know monthly rent you look for? What 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 starts to make sense? Um, so really, so I mean, here in Dallas, Fort Worth, um, you know, you want your you want your land cost per unit to be a bit between eight and at the very high end, twelve thousand per unit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want that to, to be right in there, um, and then it's going to cost you about depending on. I mean, a little bit depending on the size of the of the, the unit, but on average, probably ninety to hundred k a door uh, mm-hmm. to build the asset. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, that's kind of why, you know, our metric is if I can get to 105 or 110 a, a door all in uh, mm-hmm. for property, then, um, then it, it makes sense because we're going to get rents at 1200, 1300 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That makes sense all day long to do that. Sure. Sure. And, and then once you're built, uh, Kenny, what sort of the exit plan is like, is it something to own three to five years and then exit? Uh, once, you know, it's all leased up and stabilized uh, for the long term, or are you, maybe you know planning to exit within uh once you lease up are you planning to like exit immediately within one to two years what what, what sort of exit strategies do you have around that no and 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 we've most developers do that they, they they build it they develop it and then and then they get out but sure. um, our plan uh for this 88 unit at least is to um build it you know, build the property lease it up and then do a cash out refi because mm-hmm. Fannie, freddie or some kind of agency loan and then mm-hmm. hold it probably you know probably five, seven years. Um, but mm-hmm. with the cash out refi, we'll have pulled um, a lot of our um, equity out of the deal um, because sure. we have created so much value. Sure, sure. Now you have a lot more things going on, Kenny. Uh, how are you networking with investors or perhaps uh, what was it like to kind of find a lot more passive investors uh, over the years? Like what, what are some of the strategies you used or was it organic growth or was it something uh, you came along through your experiences? Um, I mean, it's a lot, it was a lot of networking. It was a lot of Starbucks uh, meetings at the, initially, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so, uh, cause at that time we didn't have an, I didn't have an office just out of my house and every Starbucks in the country. Sure. Uh, so, um, you know, that, that's kind of how you have to do it at least initially. Um, and then, you know, there's tons of networking events. Uh, sure. So uh, pre COVID-19, obviously I would go to, you know, as many as I could. 
sure. uh, those networking events, and not just in the same city. I'd, I'd go to these network now. Now they're nationwide, so um, you can meet new folks very quickly if you go to some of those two, three day boot camps or whatever you're sure. looking. For. Hmm. Uh, those are great to attend to pick up new passives. Um, then also too, we've we've made a really big push on social media. So um, mm -hmm. you know, we put out a video every um, every week on our YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, we're pretty active on um, on Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, and then also too, we do do a lot of extra video um, on um, on property visits and, and what we're looking for, kind of day in the life, that kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. So Got it. Kind of a way to kind of keep in touch with new investors that way. Sure, sure. And you have a dedicated staff to handle all of this, Kenny, in terms of you know managing the social media, investor relations, and perhaps uh, you know doing all these videos, uploading, and things like that. How how does that play in terms of your operations? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, we have we have an awesome uh, uh, marketing lady up here. Uh, Christine does a great job. Um, so she actually that was that was my first hire. Was uh, she was my admin in marketing, uh, my mm -hmm. digital marketing. She had a digital marketing background. Um, I knew that was a big weakness of mine, um, but mm -hmm. I knew it was something that we had to do to grow. And so um, she was the first, uh, she was the first uh, hire here. Um, mm -hmm. Now she solely focuses on our marketing. We mm -hmm. split those admin and marketing roles, but um, so she focuses on that, does the post for us. She, um, she, she, she finds the, uh, you know, the, uh, the fiber person to do the, the uh, post-production video. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. We just shoot it here uh, in the office. It's pretty easy. Uh, sure. Got it. And also, Kenny, like a lot of, uh, you know, the bigger companies or companies at your scale uh, tend to have, uh, you know, uh, two or three main partners and things like that. How is your organization? Are you uh, like strong partners, equal partners with anybody or are you holding a key role in a lot of uh, sense? Um, so on the um, here at Wolf Investments, I'm, I'm the um, I don't really have any partners in Wolf Investments. Um, obviously, all of our investors are in there, but Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but we don't have a, we're, I'm not, we're not a dynamic duo. Like a, like I see some of my colleagues do sure. mm -hmm. um, on there. So kind of how we, how we started it and just kept building it myself. And um, we do have partnerships with, you know, with the, in the management company, obviously I only, mm -hmm. own, I own mm -hmm. part of that, um, not the full thing. So we have partners with that. I see. I see. Wow. I mean, it's incredible, Kenny, that, uh, you know, you build such a, a large, uh, you know, base with all kinds of different asset classes and things like that. So it's, it's I mean, kudos to you and all the dynamic uh, dynamism that goes beyond it. It's, it's, it's impressive for sure. You know, I have to definitely admire that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. And, and also Kenny, like, you know, you moved into triple net leases, you know, like the true commercial, uh, as we call it, what was the genesis around it? Like, how, how did that come about? Sure. Yeah. So we had, uh, we had been doing multifamily for, I think almost seven years at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, um, I was, I was seeing a lot of pricing that I didn't understand on the multifamily side. So I asked our, one of our mortgage brokers, uh, Paul Peebles at the old capital. Sure. Um, mm. you know, so what, what, what do, what do, um, what do, you know, real estate investors do after multifamily, mm -hmm. right? There's this myth of, of, you know, start with single family, go to multifamily, you mm -hmm. know, but I figured I'd, I would ask that, that progression anyways. And so, um, and he said, well, a lot of folks, what they do is um, they'll either buy medical office mm -hmm. um, or, or these, triple net, double net commercial, um, you know, retail spaces. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, and, and not because they make more money, but because they're a lot less headache. Sure. After you buy them, right? mm -hmm. uh, so really that was it. I was a conversation with him and then um, how we focused on dollar stores. That's all we've bought so far. We are open to other things too, but um, we focus on publicly traded um, tenants that guaranteed the leases. 
Mm -hmm. uh, that way we can trust their financials. Mm -hmm. uh, and we don't buy strip malls or anything like that. Uh, we would if it was all publicly traded companies, but that's mm -hmm. pretty Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then we we like the dollar store for format because that's the, the highest cap rate to interest rate you can get. Um, mm -hmm. So um, was that something you purchased, Kenny, wherein you, uh, you know, these were existing deals with dollar store leases on them and you acquired those assets? Was it like that or perhaps was it more like, hey, I'm purchasing the asset and then you are pursuing uh, some, you know, Wall Street tenants uh, to lease them? What was that like? Right. No. So these were all pretty much layup deals. So they were, they already had tenants in them with, with, with long-term leases between five and nine years remaining on, on the lease. Mm -hmm. um, they're, they're in this last fund and we buy them underneath the fund. So that way mm -hmm. investors are spread out over multiple stores because um, mm -hmm. it is kind of like buying a single family residence. You, you should not just buy one because if you're a hundred percent vacant, you're a hundred percent vacant. Sure. You know? sure. So we bought um, I think seven, seven in the first fund and we should be either at eight or nine in the second fund. Sure, sure. Um, so, so there's kind of de-risk it um, right, on right. there. But two of those were kind of what we they what we call blend and extend. Mm -hmm. um, so we're closing one tomorrow. We bought it at a just under a ten cap. Um, mm -hmm. They only had two years left on the lease though with Family Dollar. Um, but because of our relationships up there now, um, we we've actually have a an extension already pre-negotiated. Mm -hmm. So after tomorrow, I sign the deal. Monday or Tuesday, we can sign that extension and we should be able to sell that property for a seven and a half or eight cap. Wow. So mm -hmm. Create a two cap, two to two and a half percent cap rate difference is pretty massive. Oh yeah. It's pretty, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for sure. Uh, so good, good. Thank you. So uh, Kenny on your multifamily side, right. You know uh, how have you kind of grown your, uh, you know, your typical uh, capital presence or perhaps whether it is marketing and things like that. How have you enhanced some of those ends of your uh, company over the years? Um, I mean, it's, so we did a lot of, uh, uh, um, a lot of research on that kind of where our investors come from. And so 70% mm -hmm. um, um, come from in-person uh, meetings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so I'll go speak at live events. Um, we host, we co-host the MFIN conference, um, which we host, usually host three times a year. Sure. Uh, this year we just we we just got we squeaked in uh, Houston. Uh, there's mm -hmm. about 400 people in attendance there. Um, mm -hmm. so that was great. I, I work uh, work with Disrupt Equity out of Houston. We, we sure. put that all together, um, and uh, so that, that that's been a big boost to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, we also do a, a local monthly meetup, although that's gone virtual too. So we still do that on via Zoom. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. so that's kind of a way to stay in touch with not only our current investors but also meet new folks as well. Sure, sure, sure. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Kenny. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing all your, uh, you know, great advice. Uh, uh, and just a couple of last quick questions, uh, Kenny. What is some of the good advice you have received over the years that kind of, you know, stays with you uh, every day and kind of keeps you disciplined as you do your operations? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's always like whenever we see a new, new uh, possibility, a new, new. Uh, a new business venture to go after. The first question is, who's going to manage it? Sure. Today, so uh, early on, um, I, my wife and I actually at a very young age, right out of college, bought a tanning salon, mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, but we 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 the biggest lesson we learned from that uh, was that either go, go go big or go home. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, work on your business, not in it. Uh, mm -hmm. and so that was really kind of what. That's the first question when we look at any new opportunity. Um, is uh, you know. Uh, go big or go home, you know, don't buy small apartment buildings, uh, mm -hmm. buy the bigger ones, your life will be so much better. 
Sure. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, great advice. W- work on your business, work on the people who can do the work and work in your business, perhaps. So uh, awesome advice. Uh, anything else, Kenny? <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, I, that's, that's really, I just, I mean, and also get started. I mean, you know, I had that kind of analysis paralysis, read, read, read way too many books mm-hmm. for doing my first deal. Um, but, you know, luckily I started at the age of 28 and it's, and it's done very well for me. <laughs> great, great. Thank you for coming on, Kenny. It's been awesome. Uh, you know, uh, a veteran, uh, uh, you know, experienced uh, person like you can share so many stories. Uh, so it is great to have you. I appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely. Thank you very much. I appreciate having me. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest. Music